Solomon wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in Scripture many wise words about counseling. He wrote in Proverbs 11:14, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. If you are in ministry, it's not a matter of if you'll need counseling or if you need to counsel someone else, but when. Dewan Schoonard, a pastor and counselor, will help us with real counseling resources for pastors and ministry leaders. You're watching Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Welcome, Dewan, to Ministry in Motion. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Let's jump right in. Okay. So, it's not a matter of if, but when. In general, people will need counseling or I may need to be counseled. So, what is it about acknowledging that and the limitations that come with that? Well, it's difficult for any of us, I think, to acknowledge our limitations, isn't it? Yes. Uh, but pastoral education is really limited in many respects. Uh, mm. You're being taught to be a preacher. You're taught to be a theologian, you know, to be able to argue the faith. And there are very, very little training or emphasis is placed on pastoral care yes. or on on counseling skills. I think um, I had one class, one class. You were lucky, <laughs> you were lucky. So, so the number one thing that I hear from pastors out there is their struggle, that they don't right. know how to deal with the complexity of issues that people come to them with or the labyrinth of mm. the interpersonal dynamics that ha happen in a congregation. Yeah. So, Keep so, going with that, the whole limitations issue. Uh, yes. Well, the fact that pastors are put up here on a pedestal and they're supposed to know everything and, hmm. uh, you know, expected to have the answers to all uh, people's issues, yes. of course, people turn to them. And, and really, they need to be able to say, this is beyond my scope. Uh, wow. And, you know, to be humble enough to say to people, this is more complicated than my skill level. Mm. Um, and you know, some pastors may have a super caregiving personality where they believe they can help everyone and some go beyond, they can fix everyone. And recognizing the limitations, if I hear you saying correctly, is the first step towards getting the right kind of help. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, people's issues are more, um, are more complicated than they may appear on the surface. Just for instance, you know, a couple may come to you and say, we're having communication issues. Yes, yes. When in reality, well, first, my perspective is it's never a problem of communication. It's just a problem that people don't like the message they're being sent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, underneath that, what 
they perceive as the problem is that two individuals have come together, perhaps both of them having trauma mm. and how they interact with each other is symptomatic of that. And, and a pastor may not know how to walk that journey into those deeper chapters of a person's life and on, unpack that in a way. It's, it's like they um, can give a surface answer and maybe right. give us some communication techniques, but can they solve the deeper issues of the heart that are creating the problem in the first place? So, Dewan, help alleviate a lot of frustration what is a pastor to do then with not only all of the personalities, all of the generations, um, there may be disorders mentally, there may be biochemical, I mean, all kinds of people sit in the congregations. And if the pastor only has, like me, one class in yeah. counseling, what would you recommend they do? Well, I recommend, you know, I live near a university uh, okay. and lots of theology students are yes. there and I interact with them frequently. The number one thing that I tell them is make sure you take a class in abnormal psychology. Really? Yes. Okay. Because so often pastors are dealing with serious mental illness and they don't right. know it. Right. So can you diagnose a bipolar disorder or a personality disorder, character disorder? Hmm. Uh, are, are you dealing with someone with um, a thought disorder? And often, in our, you know, our congregations are places where the brokenhearted come. Sure, sure. And I, I, you know, I heard from a pastor recently who is in a congregation where there's a lot of brokenness and he wants to move on, you know. But the truth is, he, he's in a very place that God himself would be walking because these right. people are hurting so bad. And they, but if you don't understand what they're going through, hmm. you're going to be at offering spiritual platitudes to address much deeper issues. And, oh, I got to stop there for a okay. moment and look at this because sometimes people oversimplify what may be a deeper issue or deeper yes. need. Yes. Help pastors with understanding that. You say go to class, um, maybe helping them to understand some disorders that they may come in contact with. Um, but what about the oversimplification of an issue that may be very complex? You know, sometimes we gloss over using religious language, yes, um, but really not dealing with the deep emotional issue. Well, when, if you can identify that this person, for instance, has a narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. Okay, and you know what the characteristics of that are. Number one, it gives you a strategy how to respond to them. Okay. It, it, you know, that you're going to deal with them differently than mm. it's someone who just has depression. Sure. So it gives you a strategy, but it also immediately tells you this is out of my scope of influence or my scope of ability to handle. Sure. It's, so just information helps you to, to know that. Did that answer your question? It yeah. did, because sometimes we don't know, pastors don't know what they don't know. 
Yes. And so when I learn what I don't know, it may help me to recognize my limitations. I, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely want to talk to you about then when should pastors refer? Okay. And we'll dive into that. And uh, I want you to know that you are blessing many people watching right now because this is a key thing in every church, not just one church, yes. but every church. Yes. We're talking with Dewan Schoonard, a pastor and a counselor. You're watching Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're talking with pastor and counselor Dewan Schoonard about the whole issue of counseling and more particularly about resources with counseling. And Dewan, when we left off, we were dealing with the very need for ministry leaders, for pastors to know when to refer. Before we get to that, why is referral important? Well, because of our limitations. Okay. <laughs> you know, we can't be um, superheroes in every area of our life. Uh, you know, counsel, well, your master's in theology takes you yes. three years. Yes. Uh, a master's in theology, I mean, in counseling takes you another three years. Mm. You know, and most people don't dedicate that much time right. uh, to be a specialist in mental health. Right. And um, in the complexity of the human experience. Hmm. So it, you can't be a specialist in, in all those areas. So Yeah. And, you know, pastoring today is multi-complex. Yes. And um, the need to refer is huge. But yes. let's talk about when to refer. And okay. then we need to talk about where to refer. Okay. But... Uh, how do I know as a pastor when I am submerged over my head and it's time to, to, to bring them to Dewan Schoonard? <laughs> I say 99% of the issues that come to your table are beyond your scope as a wow. pastor. Wow. Uh, they, we, we don't have the experience as theologians. So let me, let me jump in for a moment and ask you, is there a triage point? Um, should I meet with the person one time? Should a pastor meet two times? Is there a limit? When I refer, have I met with them at least once? Absolutely. Okay. You, 76% of people are most likely to seek a pastor as their first line of attack when, they're, when they have an issue. Okay. So for you to give them the courtesy of listening to their story, to listen to what's going on and at least get an idea. And maybe mm. that would take two or three times of listening to really get to the bottom of what's going on. Okay. Uh, but you're only listening to be able to assess okay. what kind of therapist do they need? Hmm. You know, as generalists, we sure. don't have time to handle all the mental health or complicated uh, human ex uh, experiences that come, sure. you know, come to you. Sure. So 
the basic uh, principle, I say, is if you don't have specialized training in the issue that you're bringing to you, okay. refer. Okay. So a, a parent is struggling with their child who has a drug addiction. Mm. You don't have the training. Correct. Refer. Mm. You know, or someone's coming to you and there's um, a porn addiction going on in the marriage. Yes. You don't have the training to deal with unwanted sexual behavior. Sure. Refer. You know, there's many issues that, that we address. And uh, have you found that referrals not only help the counselor, but also the counselee or the person needing counsel? In uh, other words, can there be spiritual quackery if you go into waters that you're not equipped to deal with? I often pick up the pieces in my office of inappropriate um, interactions go. that mm. pastors have. And just a simple one. Okay. Um, I reviewed an article recently that was going to be per, uh, printed in a professional magazine. Yes. And that was the story of a pastor interacting with an individual who had sexual violations mm. because he didn't understand the dynamic of what happens to an individual when they have their boundaries violated. Mm -hmm. He did something that was very inappropriate, not immoral, sure, just not helpful. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and it actually ended up being destructive to him and his ministry and to the individual. Amazing. So when, when you don't have the skills and you don't understand the dynamic, mm. you can inadvertently be saying and doing things that have a negative impact and not even in, intending to do that. that. That's amazing. So when you get these referrals, you've experienced picking up the pieces, as it were, from um, people's issues that pastors maybe have dropped yes. or... Uh, what, what have you found um, to be our most challenging issues? Pastor may be listening or viewing right now, and uh, they may be overloaded with issues. Is there a thematic thread in your own counseling practice that you see among ministers and also those they serve? Uh, there's a growing uh, narcissism in our culture. And it's also uh, growing in the church. So wow. the, there's a huge, um, uh, what should I say, just escalation of that, of that issue. Define narcissism for me. Uh, that's kind of complicated. <laughs> uh, Do your best. <laughs> well, narcissism is a, a sense of superiority. Uh, okay. It, there's a sense that I know better than you. I, and they often hide behind superior theological positions. Wow. And, and so they will, if you agree with them, they're your best friends. Hmm. They're very uh, smooth talkers. They're con artists uh, in hmm. a profound way. But they will also, if you get on their wrong side, they will destroy hmm. uh, everyone that doesn't agree with them. So that's an issue that I see as a growing, a growing dynamic in our churches. Um, there is more and more drug issues, addiction issues, 
okay. uh, marital issues, parenting issues, all of those are, are, you know, the church is a place for the brokenhearted. Sure. So sure. they're there. Yeah. They're there. Yeah, you know, the message of Jesus uh, to, to Jeremiah, the Lord sent him to the potter's house. Yes. And he saw the, the, the potter and the wheel and uh, isn't that just like people? We're, yeah. we're broken. We are yeah. in, in many pieces and hopefully the, the potter, the potter will yeah. be able to put us back together again. Yeah. Um, let's talk about referring with someone who has mental illness. Well, can we start by the fact that you need to know what resources are in your community. Sure, um, sure. And that may take a while for you to find out, uh, okay. you know, what they are. Uh, so calling up local therapists and hmm. checking in with them, inviting them out to lunch so you can interview them and know what services they provide. Hold that okay. thought. We're going to okay. come right back there. That's important. Okay. okay. Knowing who to refer yes. to. You're watching Ministry in Motion. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We're talking with Dewan Schooner about counseling. She is a counselor and a pastor. And Dewan, when we left, we were dealing with this whole area of referring who to refer to, what are the resources. But let me back up for a moment. Okay. What can a pastor or a ministry leader do for themselves? Well, one thing that I always say is get help for yourself. Yes. Uh, you know, if we don't deal with our own issues, we're most likely not uh, be able to help someone else. And I love the passage in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4. Okay. Uh, starting with verse four, talking about God, he says, he comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Hmm. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. So, wow. so as I invite all pastors, go and do your own work. Yes. That way you're going to have more keen insight into what you are addressing with other people. So I think that's really important. Self-care. Hmm. Self-care, yes. Yeah. You know, there are other training events out there specifically for pastors that are really helpful. And if you don't mind, I'd like to please, mention a couple of those. Please. The Allender Center at the Seattle School of Psychology and Theology okay. has an excellent program called Effective Trauma Care. Hmm. And it is an integration of psychology and theology like I haven't seen in any other resource that teaches you how to care for people who are brokenhearted. Wow. And so it, it's a fabulous program. There's other programs out there okay. a, as well that, um, you know, another important thing that I think that we need to do is to read both the uh, individuals who are theologians and psychologists. Okay. Because they integrate it. You know, so 
you know, we're talking about Dr. John uh, Townsend or Dr. Henry Cloud. Sure. Uh, you know, Peter Shigaro has an excellent series of books on what an emotionally healthy leader looks like, an emotionally healthy church. And yes. some of those things can be great resources for pastors. And there's, there's, there's many others. Um, We're talking about referring here. And Duan, what, what do you say to the hesitant one or even the one who's very negative about having any counseling, um, whether it's Christian or not, but to go to someone that has also had psychological training. What would you say to that? <laughs> that that's a very complicated uh, question yeah. and one in which I think there's a lot of resistance among Christians sure. um, to seek professional counseling. But we have to remember that good theology equals good the uh, psychology. Okay. That it's the same creator that m made us emotional as well as spiritual individuals. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, healing the emotional side of us, the broken side of us yes. is a spiritual journey. You can't grow your emotionally without mm -hmm. it growing you spiritually, or you can't grow spiritually without it growing you emotionally. They can't be separated. No, I love that. Luke 2.52, Jesus increased in wisdom. Mm. Mentally, yes. statue, physically, yes. and was in favor with God spiritually and man socially. Yeah. So yes. that, that is so, so true. Um, are there any other resources uh, out there that you can share uh, for our viewers? Um, well, I think as Christian leaders, we need to be looking for the resources that are in our communities. Okay. Um, and, and some of those things are like divorce care. Yes. Uh, like celebrate recovery. Yes. Of, that deals with any hurt habit or, mm. uh, you know, so living free and a program that is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, they only, they have good presenters in the DVDs, but it's also people caring for people. It's where people who have gone through struggles with addiction are also helping people who may have an addiction or yes. people who have had broken marriages and have found healing are now helping people find healing. Mm. Um, so some of those kind of programs mm -hmm. are fabulous for Christian leaders to incorporate in their churches. Excellent. I want you to walk a pastor or a ministry leader through the referral process. When I pick up the phone and call someone in my community, uh, do I need to go with the person that I'm recommending? Do I need to know who I'm sending that person to? Give me a few steps here as a pastor referring someone someplace else. Well, my first step in moving into a new community is to find out who's out there. Okay. And sometimes just asking around, you'll find uh, people that are highly recommended, but I don't want to recommend someone that I don't personally know. Okay. So, so I might call someone that comes recommended or someone that I see their okay. uh, advertisement and invite them out to lunch and, and mm. tell them who I am. 
that I often need to make referrals, I need to know who's available. And it Got gives it. me a chance to have a conversation over a meal and find out what their philosophy is and hmm. you know, what's their Christian perspective. So that I, I may not necessarily want to go with them okay. to the therapist, but I want to know who I'm referring to. <laughs> For sure. You know, and know their qualifications and know that this is someone I can trust, this person that I care about. Sure. You too. Um, what is considered long-term counseling or short-term counseling? Would you be able to define that for me? Well, you know, in the counseling field, you might say short-term counseling, maybe six to 18 months. Wow. Um, long-term counseling would be three or four years, maybe. Mm. Uh, and That's amazing. Yes. So. You've given us some great resources, um, and I'm hoping that we can place more up on our website so that you can share where uh, pastors and ministry leaders can go. Uh, I feel like we've just scratched the surface on this subject, but it is so rich and real. And uh, Dewan, I thank you for being in the trenches as a pastor counselor yourself. And there's so much need today. Yes. Thank you for being with us on Ministry Emotion. It's my honor. Thank you. As a pastor or ministry leader, the gift of Christian counseling can be a huge benefit for you. Pastor and counselor Dewan Schooner shared where to begin with counseling. She said, acknowledge your limitations and then educate yourself. Number two, she said, you should know when to refer. This is a basic principle. Refer if you have not specifically been trained in how to address the situation. Refer when there is a mental illness. Finally, she said, you should find resources in your community. And they may be different from country to country and state to state. But you should refer and it should depend on a specific situation. Thanks so much for being with us. Sharing resources for your ministry in the 21st century is what we desire to share. Until next time, be of good courage. If God is for you, who can be against you?